Five Things First Thing with JR Mornings Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and Jamie Edmonds. Good morning. Welcome to Friday Eve on this Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. Um, if you've got ATT, T-Mobile, Verizon, whatever your cellular provider is, you might want to check, make sure that things are working on your mobile device because we've got widespread reports of outages across the nation. Perhaps uh, there were 31,000 reported around 4.30 a.m., and this is also impacting 911 uh, services. So check that as you're waking up this morning. Going to be interesting to see what the markets do. The Fed minutes came out yesterday. They're much more concerned about inflation and expressing concerns that maybe we haven't made as much progress as we thought. We will be watching that. Uh, and on the other front, we brought you the story yesterday about a, a landmark decision from the Alabama Supreme Court. Um, we said, boy, this could have widespread consequences. And I hate it when we're right. Yeah, especially in this case, because the University of Alabama at Birmingham, it's the largest hospital in that state, suspended its IVF treatment so it can consider legal repercussions of the decision. In a statement, it says, we are saddened that this will impact our patients' attempt to have a baby, but we must evaluate the potential that our patients and our physicians could be prosecuted criminally or face punitive damages for following the standard of care for IVF. And NBC News last night had women who are going through the process at this hospital, and one of them says, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just want to be a mom. And it's wild to me that the state that I've called home has more say over that than I do right now. Her name is Abby Crane, and my heart breaks for her. She's in the middle of it, and it's suspended. And she doesn't know yet. I mean, she hasn't been contacted by the hospital, so everything to her is just right now in limbo. Could she take him and go somewhere else? into a? Well, I don't know. What if something happens? Would she be criminally charged? Yeah. Exactly. So she in can case, take them out of state. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. You know. But can you transport them? Who's going to transport them? Right. Mm-hmm. So just in case you don't know, the IVF involves combining sperm and eggs in a lab to create an embryo and then implanting one or more of those embryos in a person's uterus. And a lot of times it ends up with a baby. Ninety seven thousand infants were born in the U.S. using this process, including in my house. That's why right. I feel so yeah. Uh, connected to this and I feel for the women in Alabama and how what a miracle this is for people who want to have a baby and yeah I got to tell you uh, of course and now it's become a political issue as well uh, Nikki Haley who was artificially inseminated I mean, she she's went through used, a process to she, have her son yeah. yeah she's she's used technology for this um, and she sounds like she's kind of trying to have it both ways saying she agrees with the court but but when you talk about an embryo, you are talking about, to me, um, that's a life. And so I do see where that's coming from when they talk about that. Do you have concerns about the ways that that could hurt people who are seeking IVF treatment? I think that we have to have those conversations. That's incredibly personal. It's incredibly sensitive. And I think that's the conversation the doctor needs to have with the patient. Let's never underestimate the importance of the relationship between a doctor and patient when they're doing any of that. She's trying to find some middle ground there. But if you're endorsing the Supreme Court decision, you're saying, yes, they're human life. And therefore, when you discard them. Yes, this is has the effect that we thought it might have. And I I appreciate everyone's opinions on this topic. I'm just coming from a place that this is a miracle and it it helps people who really want to be parents. It creates families. It does. Yes. 97,000 in this country, 500,000 in the world. And here's a little bit of irony for you. What did they announce today in Alabama? 
They're going to use nitrous oxide again to, to, to for capital to punishment. Capital punishment. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a different okay. like <laughs> spectrum. But we're pro-life, and, and listen, this guy. When you read what he did, he de- he deserves it. But there's just some, as I say, some, some irony, irony there. there. Uh, speaking of Nikki Haley, uh, she leads Joe Biden nationally by three points in a Quinnipiac poll. Uh, President Donald Trump leads by four points at this. So some bad news there for Joe Biden. However, in a new poll here in the state of Michigan that was conducted by Epic MRA, our friend Bernie Porn, uh, Biden continues to tail, trail Trump in a head-up uh, matchup, 45% to 41%. But interesting there, 14% still undecided. Wow. And so uh, you're going to see, I think, a lot of maneuvering uh, on the part uh, of President Biden. Yesterday we saw him grant uh, some uh, student loan relief to about 153000 more borrowers, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of pandering and also window dressing. It's only 153,000 people. He keeps trying to nibble at the margins. It's likely going to face a legal challenge. Of course. But he can yeah. say to younger voters who are deserting him, mm-hmm. hey, I'm still fighting for you. Yeah. That's and exactly uh, and he's is. now also talking about executive action on the border where he would raise the standards for asylum. He keeps talking about it. We haven't seen it yet, but apparently he would lift a provision out of that border bill that failed and try to implement it by executive action. So lots of things going on politically uh, to try to sway your vote. Um, The judge overseeing the upcoming trial of James Crumley has decided to permit the former owner of the weapon involved in the uh, tragic Oxford High School shooting to testify. This decision follows a contentious hearing where the prosecution advocated for two victims of the shooting to also testify, citing their relevance in bolstering the case beyond video evidence. However, the defense countered, arguing that such testimonies could prejudice the jury amidst uh, these de- uh, debates. Uh, Crumley's defense team pushed for a change in venue to ensure a fair trial, citing the extensive media coverage surrounding the case and his wife Jennifer's recent conviction on similar charges. Despite these arguments, the issue of venue remains unresolved, leaving the possibility of a local jury trial intact with Jennifer's conviction eliminating the possibility of a plea deal. James Crumbly faces an uphill legal battle, according to a, a lot of uh, uh, pundits, and the role of the weapon, particularly its condition and storage, emerges as a central focus with the prosecution highlighting its significance in Jennifer's convict- conviction. However, debates over the relevance of additional witnesses, potential emotional influence on the jury continue. I know James uh, Crumley doesn't want um, his son's journal uh, or his text messages entered into uh, the uh, trial as well. So uh, the decision on witness testimonies and venue changes is uh, resting with uh, Judge Cheryl Matthews at this point. Who cannot have inconsistencies between Jennifer's court record and James's court <laughs> no, record. No, because then there will be appeals. Of yeah, course. this is just such a, it, it is, it, it's an exercise I know they have to go through, but it, uh, it's, she has to be consistent from one trial to the, to the other. Yeah. Um, U.S. intelligence officials have been able to confirm Israel's reports that United Nations relief workers in Gaza actually participated in the atrocities of October 7th, perhaps as many as a dozen of them. Now, they can't confirm some of the broader claims by Israel, but they do believe that there is evidence of direct participation on the part of United Nations Relief and Works Agency employees. That's why all the countries pulled their funding. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And now we have, uh, you know, all of this still coming home to roost 
year, this yeah. terrible division within our community. Yeah, um, this happened according to Representative Noah Arbit of West Bloomfield. He released a statement yesterday. That's how I got the information. But the Friends of the Israeli Defense Forces, an organization supporting Israeli soldiers, veterans, and their families, hosted an event on Thursday. It was supposed to take place at Knollwood Country Club, but it was moved to another location due to threats. On Thursday evening, a pro-Palestinian protest mob arrived to Knollwood Country Club, blocked the intersection of Maple Road, and officers from the police department dispersed the crowd. The next morning, according to Arbit, there were messages that read, F-D-I-D-F, I hope you die instead, spray-painted on the club's property. And the graffiti was found by the staff the next morning about 1040. And um, police believe the vandalism occurred anytime after 9. Dale Young of the police department told the Detroit News they're investigating the vandalism and urge anyone with information to contact the department. Disgusting. So they can't make a correlation because no one saw it, but there was a mob, and then the next morning they woke right. up. We the, should point out an old country club, the membership predominantly Jewish. Yes. And and now facing that when they uh, go to uh, their place. Um, the uh, mayor of Dearborn pleading his case in one of the largest publications in America. Yeah, Dearborn, yeah Dearborn Mayor Abdullah Hamoud's op-ed in the New York Times shed some light on the city's deep-rooted ties to Ramadan traditions and the recent anguish over the Gaza conflict. The mayor highlighting the personal connections residents have uh, to the Palestinian cause, recounting stories of displacement and loss. Despite being a crucial voting bloc, Arab Americans feel neglected by Democratic leadership, particularly as U.S. support for Israel's actions continues. In a symbolic gesture, the mayor of Dearborn announcing his decision to vote uncommitted in the upcoming primary election, reflecting his commitment to holding leaders accountable and reclaiming hope for a better future. And Democrats are deeply worried about the impact of this. Uh, when we come back, she's two years old. She's fighting for her life after shooting herself in the face with a gun her dad failed to secure. He's now facing charges. We'll talk to the prosecutor next on JR Morning at 619.